everyone. Welcome to Lead Church at Home. We're so glad that you're taking the time to tune in today to enjoy today's message. You'll see that I'm starting a brand new series this week called Behind the Mask, where we're going to be talking about things that we hide behind rather than allowing who Christ has truly made us to be shine forth. And so we're going to have a good conversation together here in a few minutes regarding that. Before we get there, though, I want to let you know about a few things that are important at Lead Church. First of all, your generosity is so important during times like this. As your pastor, first of all, I want to thank you for being generous and just challenge you that I, I know that it's easy to kind of want to have closed fists during times like this, but I want to encourage you to continue to be generous because God will reward a cheerful giver and the generous heart, man, I tell you what, the overflow of heaven will come into your life, I promise. I want to thank those of you that have really gotten on board with this vision and uh, own the space that's around you and be the hands and feet of Jesus. We call it at Lead Church, owning our 50 feet. In other words, the space that we're in that is around us, whoever's in that space, we're going to do our absolute best to be a blessing to them and to introduce them to Jesus. There's so many different ways that you can own your feet, your 50 feet in this season. I want to encourage you, Lead Church, let's continue to be the church. My shirt says it best. Listen, the church has left the building. That's one of the greatest things that's happened in this season. Get outside the four walls and find ways to be the church. At the end of my message today, we are going to have um, Zoom groups available for you to get into right away. And we're changing up the, the way and the reason we're doing this. We want to immediately have conversation about the topic that we talk about each week. And so consider these virtual small groups that you can dive into immediately. Uh, each group will have a host. So I want to encourage you at the end of the message, after worship is over, uh, would you uh, take a few more minutes, dive in, and have some conversation because at the end of the day, we're not here to watch a whole bunch of videos anyway. We want to try to engage with you and challenge you and encourage you. And it's really hard to do it in this format, but a great format where we can at least uh, have social conversation together is on those Zoom groups. So I want to challenge you as your pastor, take a few minutes, Get involved with a Zoom group as soon as the service is over. One more thing that I want to share with you. If you have anything going on in your life right now, whether it's financially or emotionally, uh, prayer needs, anything that you uh, need, would you please let us know? Because as your church, we want to be here for you to take care of you. Uh, there's ways that you can let us know. Those will be posted in the show notes for you uh, throughout the service today. But I encourage you, let us know uh, what's going on in your life so that we can be praying for you, that we can be supporting you, lifting you up. Because I know that this is a, a different season that we're walking through together as a nation. And I know that that comes with challenges in and of itself. And so I want you to know that your church is here for you. Hey, with that said... Uh, I'm excited to present to you the very first week of a brand new series called Behind the Mask, uncovering who God says that we are. I think it's going to be a blessing to you. I hope that you enjoy it.
I want to dive right in with a story today, uh, something that prior to all of this craziness happening, uh, happened to, to me. Uh, my son, my older son, Christian, um, got involved with track this year, and we've discovered he's quite the runner and uh, does really well at what he does. And my, my, my wife and I were uh, at one of his track meets sitting in the bleachers, and many of you know my wife is a principal in an elementary school uh, in another district around here. And um, so she's always got the the uh, the principal hat on when we're at things like this. I was there sheerly for the enjoyment of watching my son run in a track meet. And uh, there was some banter going on next to us uh, between uh, some kids, uh, elementary age, maybe young high school age. And uh, it was getting to be pretty obvious that they were in a heated discussion and a fight was about to break out. And uh, I honestly, I kind of heard it, but I honestly, I tuned it out. I'm like, I don't care about high school drama or junior high drama, so to each their own, right? And uh, while that is unfolding, my wife begins to whisper in my ear and Sarah says, Josh, you need to do something. You need to go, go talk to the assistant principal who's sitting down there. They, they need to know what's going on. And I'm like, girl, this isn't my business. I'm not getting involved in this. I'm here to watch my son running a track meet. And uh, anyway, the, the fight ends up breaking up and they uh, it never really turned into a fight. Everybody goes their own direction. But then she kind of like, Josh, why didn't you do something? I'm like, because... That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to watch my son run in a track meet. And she said, she said to me, she said, yeah, but I'm a principal in a school district and you're a pastor. We should know better than when we see something going on like that to step in and intervene. And I was like, you're right. I probably should have said something and we probably should have done something. Thank God nothing happened. Now, the reason I share that really odd story with you uh, to get started today is because it it proves a point about what I want to talk to you about. And this is what I want to, this is the big, the big idea for today, if you will. And it's simply this, that when you know who you are, you will know what to do. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And in that moment, my wife, not me, my wife knew who she was and she knew what to do. And uh, it's the same way in our life. It's the same way for us in our lives. When we know who we are, who we are in Christ specifically, we will know what to do. We're diving into a new series today and we've titled the, so the series Behind the Mask, Uncovering who Christ says that you are, or uncovering who you are in Christ. And the, the, the thought behind the series is this, that yes, we're tying into what's happening in our culture right now. Here we are doing church from at home. And listen, don't get too comfortable because we're going to be back together soon. And I can't wait to worship with you because the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together for a reason. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to be back together. But anyway, we're going to get back together and we're going to worship. But but we're in this thing. We're walking through this together, COVID-19, having to wear masks and all that. And it got me to thinking. 
You know, here we are having to wear masks now to protect ourselves and we're covering up and kind of obscure. You know, I never thought I'd see the day that I'd have to put a mask on to walk into a bank. I still haven't done that yet. And I, I just, I don't know that I need money that bad to be that brazen to walk into a bank with a mask on. So I've done my banking online. But here we are. That's the season. That's the the culture that we're in right now. And it got me to thinking, you know, a lot of us actually walk around all the time with masks on. We're covering up our true identity. And the true identity that we're covering up, if we are Christians, if we profess that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, we're covering up who God designed us to be in Christ. It's things like you you say, well, you know, I'm really not that important. I'm I'm just, you know, Pastor Josh, I'm just a regular Christian. I'm just an ordinary Joe. I'm just an average person. You know, there's nothing extraordinary about me. Uh, I've heard mom say this. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Listen, I've been at home with my kids for four weeks now. God bless you, stay-at-home moms. I feel your pain. But you, you disqualify yourself with that statement when you say, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Or maybe you say, I'm just young. I'm, I'm just a student. I'm just, I'm just in school. I, I'm not important. Maybe, maybe you're, you know, going back to the bank. Maybe you're an entry-level banker at a, at a bank somewhere. Maybe whatever. You just seem to have a, just an ordinary job and you just view yourself through the lens of that I'm not important. That there's nothing extraordinary about me. There's nothing significant about me. And, and the mask that I want to help you take off is that today. We're going to take a lot of masks off over the next several weeks together, but specifically that one, because I want to remind you what scripture says that you are. If you have professed that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. And a new creation with a new spirit has new things to offer. And, and you know, it's kind of like, this is what happens with us. A lot of us, we become, we become born again, and we die to the old things, yet we still live in the same pretenses that we once were with the same ideas, the same thought patterns about our life, and we disqualify ourselves. We discount ourselves into thinking, yeah, I'm, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm just not that important. You know, Pastor Josh, I could never do what you're doing. Well, let, let me just go right back at you. Listen, there's a lot of things that you do that I could never do. That's because we're all gifted and wired differently. But he's put good gifts inside every single one of us. You know, 2 Corinthians, uh, I, Paul says it this way. He starts in verse 17, and he, he says this. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Now, I, I want to just stop right there before we go any further with that scripture for a moment. I want you to think of a butterfly for a minute. A butterfly is this beautiful creature that we see in springtime and it lands on flowers and they have beautiful wings and stuff and it, beautiful. But we all know that a butterfly goes through transformation. It starts out as, as a caterpillar. 
And a lot of us, watch this, it would be, a butterfly wouldn't be as beautiful if it just crawled around on the ground after it became a butterfly, right? If it stayed and it continued to do the same things that a caterpillar does, we probably wouldn't even notice it because it's not performing in its new function. A lot of us are the same way. We have accepted Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. We've gone from the caterpillar to the butterfly, yet spiritually speaking, we're not flying. We're just crawling around on the ground doing the old things. But Paul reminds us that if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And then in verse 19, the last part of verse 19, Paul goes on. He says this. He says, and God has committed to us the message of reconciliation. God has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We're going to look at that word here in a moment. He goes on in verse 20 and he says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We're going to check that word out too. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As through God we're, we're making his as though God were making his appeal through us. We are Christ's ambassadors as though God was making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, Paul goes on to say, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, so again, we're in this series uncovering some things in our life because we put masks on that have hidden our true identity in Christ. And I want to start with this today. Who, who do you need to uncover? Who, who do you need to uncover in your life? And, and I want to talk to you today specifically about the fact that you are an ambassador, that you are significant, that you are important, that you are an ambassador sent from heaven to earth to deliver, to, to walk out the ministry of reconciliation. We're going to look at all this together today. But if you're taking notes, and I, I hope you are at home taking notes, journaling what we're talking about, maybe tweet this out or put this out on social media as well. But, but here's the thought that I want you to think about right now. You are an ambassador sent by God from heaven to earth. You, me, are an ambassador sent by God from heaven to earth. And you know, what is an ambassador? An ambassador is the highest ranking diplomat as, that is a representative of one country to another. They're the, they're the highest ranking diplomat that represents another nation to another nation. And listen to me, if you are a Christian, if you have professed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are an ambassador, Christ says, of the kingdom of heaven. That's who you are. I am an ambassador. You are an ambassador sent by God from heaven to earth to represent him here. You're Christ's ambassador. The second point is this, that you were not elected by people 
but you were chosen and appointed by God. You and I, we were not elected by people. The Bible talks about this. You were not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God. Some of you, I think, maybe are sitting around waiting to be appointed by someone, and God says, I've already elected you and appointed you. Now listen, John chapter 15, Jesus talks about this. He says this in verse 16. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Look at somebody around you right now and say, bear fruit. That's what we're called to do. We are called to bear fruit for God's kingdom. And he goes on, he says, and that your fruit, not only will you bear it, but it will last. You're called to bear fruit, and the fruit that you bear as a representative, as an ambassador of Christ, of my kingdom, it's going to last. I love that. I love that. It goes on in verse 19, and he says this, As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. You, myself, we don't belong to this world, but Christ has chosen us out of this world and appointed us and elected us to be his ambassadors to the people that are in our space every day. This goes back to our conversation about owning your 50 feet. We own the 50 feet around us by representing Christ to those that we come in contact with on a daily basis. Of course, six feet apart. You know, it kind of reminds me of being an ambassador. It reminds me of growing up uh, in elementary school. One of the, the, the all-time favorite chosen jobs for an elementary student is to be the representative for the teacher to take something to the front office. You know what I'm talking about, right? Everybody wanted to be picked for that. Why? Because it got you out of class and you had this thing called a hall pass in your hand that gave you instant authority to be somewhere that everybody else wasn't allowed to be. And it allowed you to walk and take something to the, the front office for the teacher or whatever. But you could look in the other classrooms and see the other students, your buddies, and, and they're all in class. But you're not in class because you were the chosen elected official of your class to go do something on behalf of the teacher. It kind of reminds me of that. And everybody was kind of jealous of that. I, you know, they all wanted to be that person and volunteer for that. You are the chosen and elected official for Jesus Christ here on this earth. He's pulling you out of normal things and sending you on missions on his behalf as a representative of him. And how we carry ourselves for that matters. It changes not just people's opinion of us, but it changes and impacts people's opinion of heaven. And I want you to get that. I want you to get this in your heart today, that this isn't about your reputation. This is about the reputation as an ambassador of the kingdom that you represent. You see, this isn't about how good does Josh Watson look. It's how well am I representing Christ in what I do and His kingdom, and it changes 
a lot of lives when we do it well. Now, I know what you might be thinking. I know that probably what's going through your mind right now is, yeah, but I, I dis you're putting the mask on. But I've disqualified myself, Pastor Josh. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. I've said things that I shouldn't have said. You know, I, there's no way God could use me or choose me to be an ambassador for him based off of my past. Listen, I want to free you up and I want to remind you a little bit about what we talked about last week together. Because I want to remind you again of a man named Paul that, in fact, we're reading his letter today, wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament, right? But before Paul was the Paul that we read about and that we study, his name was Saul. He was a murderer. He ran after and chased and killed and tortured and persecuted Christians, and, and, and if God can rearrange anybody's life, man, this gives me hope. Because he can take a Saul and turn them into a Paul. My goodness, he can take a broken, messed up, dilapidated, falling apart Josh Watson and do amazing things with my life. And he can do the same with yours. Listen, Ananias was God's chosen vessel to go lay hands on Paul and to, to help him when he had been blinded by God and knocked off his donkey in the road, to, the road to Damascus, and God sent him to Ananias. Now, Ananias had every reason to fear and every reason to run, but God talked to him. Verse, verse 15 of chapter 9 of Acts, watch this, because I'm sure Ananias was like, God, are you kidding me? We know this man. He persecutes Christians like me. You really want me to go to him? And God spoke to Ananias, and he said this, he said, But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles. Now, can I just help you take a mask off today? Maybe you've hidden behind, yeah, I've got a past, Pastor Josh. You're hiding behind, uh, you, you know, my, my pedigree's not so great, Pastor Josh. You just... If you knew what was in my family, you, you wouldn't call me an ambassador. Yes, I'm Christian. Yes, I love the Lord. Yes, I declare that he's my Lord and Savior, but I don't know that I can be his representative. Listen to me. If he can do this for Paul, he can do this for you. God has chosen you. He has set you apart to represent him. And might I add that he will use the muddy, messy, broken parts of your past in order to turn somebody else's life towards him, if you'll allow him. That's exactly what he did for Paul and so many other people in scriptures. You know, maybe maybe some of you, maybe, it's, maybe you're in school still. And I know that right now I'm talking to a very diverse congregation. We're not all adults here. Maybe some of you, you're still in school. Maybe you're in high school. Listen, God can use you in the hallways of your classrooms once we get to go back there again or on the phone, or on Instagram, talking to your buddies in the chat rooms. He can use you there to be an ambassador for him. 
You are an ambassador for Jesus Christ, and he wants to use you and your story for him. Listen, maybe it's in your local office. Maybe right now you're meeting online with different clients and maybe in and out of Zoom meetings like all of us are. And maybe in those meetings you hear people that are brokenhearted. They're, they're stressed out. They're full of anxiety because of what's going on in our society right now. Listen, in that moment, you have the capacity, the anointing, and the ability to be God's ambassador to everyone that's in that conference room meeting with you. Maybe you need to share your faith with somebody. There's somebody in your heart that you know that needs Jesus, and they need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and hear the good news, and you're just, you've been waiting for somebody else to do it. But listen, can I just encourage you? If you're connected with that person, maybe God's choosing you to be the voice in that person's life to represent Jesus Christ. I believe that with all my heart. Speak up. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to have scripture memorized. You don't have to be able to break things apart and use eschatological words. Listen, just show them Jesus with your words and with your actions and teach them what you do know about God's kingdom. Other thing that I want to share with you today in regards to you as an ambassador of Jesus Christ is this. We've already talked about it a little bit, but you never represent yourself. You always represent God. You never represent yourself. You always represent God. John 6, 38, Jesus He's talking again, and he says this. He says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Jesus is saying, listen, I didn't come to this earth to do my will. I came to this earth to do the will of the one who sent me here. And as soon as we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it's no longer about us. In fact, we're to be crucified. The Bible says that we've crucified ourselves and we no longer live, but it is him who lives in us. And so now I'm not representing myself. I'm representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm representing Jesus Christ. I'm representing my Lord and Savior. I learned this long ago and, and still through times in my life, it, it comes back to me and I'm reminded that my dad used to always tell me growing up, he's like, Josh, in everything that you do, in everything that you say, you need to understand that you represent this family and you represent Jesus Christ. That's who you represent. And I'll never forget that. My dad would say that to me over and over again. You, Josh, in everything that you do, in everything that you say, you represent this family and you represent Jesus Christ. Can I just encourage you, the same thing is true for you spiritually, that in everything that you do, you represent Jesus Christ in everything that you say. Let me say this, in everything that you post. We live in this age where we can get behind a keyboard and say just about anything that we want to say because we're shielded from people. Let me tell you, when you put profanity out there, when you put curse, cursing and jokes and, 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 and are degrading of even public figures, you're representing Jesus Christ. 
You're representing him because somebody knows that you've said that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And then they see that and they're like, something doesn't add up. If this is who God is, I don't want to be a part of that. Can I just encourage you in everything that you do and say, you represent Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians, Paul, verse 8 of chapter 10, he says this. He says, I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of using my authority. You know, if, if I stood in front of you and you're coming down the road and I put my hand up and I say stop to you, what are you going to do? Well, some of you might just run me over because I'm not, I have no authority to make you stop your car, right? However, if a police officer is in the middle of the street and puts up his hand and tells you to stop, you better stop. You better pull your car over and stop. Why? Because he's not coming in his own authority. He's got the whole government standing behind him, giving him the authority to do what he's doing. And as a Christian, can I just encourage you that when you speak anything that is in God's word, you're not saying it on your own behalf. You have the authority of an entire government of heaven standing behind you, backing you up, representing you, and you're not acting in your own accord. You are acting in the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the anointing and the power of heaven behind you. Because you are an ambassador, a chosen representative of Jesus Christ here on earth. That's good news today. That's good news that I have the authority of heaven behind me. That when I speak his word, that I have it backed up with his authority. I'm not speaking this on Josh's terms. I'm speaking this on the terms of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has declared and said, and therefore I say as well. It's the authority of of the kingdom of God. You know, it kind of reminds me of, of parenting a little bit. Uh, our youngest son, Judah, is about seven years old, and he'll there'll be times where him and Christian are playing or something, and he'll tell Christian to stop doing something, and inevitably a, an older brother never stops doing whatever the younger brother wants. In fact, it just escalates it, and he does it more, right? And, it, you know, Judah will say, stop, stop. I want you to stop. Stop doing it. And you, you'll hear this playing out in the background. And sure enough, pretty soon the seven-year-old comes and stands in front of you and says, this is what my brother's doing. And then what happens? Usually what happens is a mom or a dad gets behind it and says, listen, go tell your brother that I said you need to stop and knock it off right now. You need to go. Go tell him I said to knock it off. Now, what changed? What changed in the dynamic? That seven-year-old just went back there, not in his own authority, but in the authority of the house, right? He went in there with his dad's backing behind him saying, listen, my dad said that you need to knock this off, that you need to stop. Hopefully he doesn't talk to him that way. Uh, we would address that. But he goes and he says, dad said to stop, right? Listen, you have the same authority in Jesus Christ. You, as a child of God, can go to your father and say, listen, this is what's going on in my life. And you have the backing of his word to go and speak to your enemies and say, peace be still in the name of Jesus. 
You have the authority of heaven to go and speak to cancer and every other sickness that tries to ail your body and say, in the name of Jesus, you will flee because I am healed by the power of Jesus Christ that is working on the inside of me. You see, I'm not coming to you in my own authority. I'm coming to you in the power of Jesus Christ and his word. That's what you do. You come in the authority that has been given to you. Listen to me, child of God. Listen to me, man and woman of God. You have the authority of Jesus Christ backing you if you have professed him as your Lord and Savior. Stop hiding behind masks and begin to take those off and walk in the authority that he's given you. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. It's the power, the backing of the kingdom that's behind you. What kingdom's behind you today? What kingdom are you operating with in your life? I'm here to tell you, you've got the backing of the kingdom of God. An ambassador of Christ appointed and called by God to represent heaven here on earth. Listen, you will carry with you this message called reconciliation. Paul talks about it. Let's just talk about it briefly here as we bring things to a close. What is reconciliation? The message that you carry with you is simply this, to reconcile people to Jesus. What does that mean? That's a really big fancy word that simply means that you are called to introduce people to Jesus, to to get them out of their sin, out of their bondage, out of their traps, out of the snares of life, and enter them into, reintroduce them to the saving arms of Jesus. Reconcile them. Bring them back to Christ. You once were lost, but now you're found. That's the message of the gospel, and God has entrusted that to us. He says, listen, go find the lost and bring them to me. Jesus, in scriptures, he even says, listen, go leave the 99 and go after the one and reconcile them, bring them back into the fold. That's the mission that he sent you and I on. You're not just a stay-at-home mom raising kids. You're not just a stay-at-home mom just going through the motions. Listen, you're raising future generations. You are an ambassador by God to those kids and you're representing God to them every single day of your life. You're not just a student. I really wanna talk to students this morning. I know that you're in a crazy season right now, very different, school's been canceled, all those different things. Listen to me, I wanna encourage you, you're still an ambassador of Jesus Christ. School might've been changed, but you can still represent Jesus Christ to your friends, to your family, to those that you do get to come in contact with, whether it be on social media or around in your neighborhood. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Listen, you're not just an employee doing an ordinary job, an ordinary task. Listen, there's nothing ordinary about you. You've been bought with a price. You've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. And you are God's undercover agent in that firm, in that job that you work in. You represent Christ and you have the full backing of heaven behind you. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Listen. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And today, I hope that you leave here knowing that if you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you 
absolutely are. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And you have the full backing and the full authority of God's word and his kingdom behind you. Listen, if you come here today and you say, I, I want to make that decision. I want to pray for you right now. Would you just pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need your grace. Would you forgive me of my sins? I want you to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Simple prayer. And I'm here to tell you, it'll change the rest of your life. I want to pray for the rest of you as well. Father, everybody else that's here that maybe we've been hiding behind masks, God, would you help us to take those masks off? and begin to walk in the confidence and the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that we have the backing of the kingdom of heaven behind us, that we're not walking in our own authority, but we are ambassadors on this earth with your ministry of reconciliation to share with others around us. Father, show us ways to own the 50 feet that is around us so that we can represent you well and represent heaven and show people that there is a savior that there is a God that loves them and desperately wants to be in a relationship with them. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right, everybody, there you have it. Thanks for joining us for the first part of our message today. But don't go anywhere. Right now, I want to encourage you, look online right now. We've got the links posted. Hop in a Zoom group. Let's have some conversation together. Talk about how we are ambassadors. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you online. Thank you.